Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 291 for the week of July 3rd slash 4th. 2019 so this is the 4th of july episode so happy birthday america to all you brits out there this is the day we whipped your butt and we took we kicked your ass yes we did and now you have to suffer the wrath of the americans we come over to your country we wear baseball caps and wear (laughs) (laughs) flip-flops that's more so for my friend david over there but uh and we have beautiful teeth too we eat fries, not chips. That's true. I don't, I don't get that whole thing. It's, they're fries. Yes. They're fries. I mean, chips. Come on. Chips. How, how do you get chips out of that? I, I, I don't know. My son asked me that question. I'm like, I, I don't know, buddy. I'm, I'm not from over there. I don't understand. <laughs> they, they have a lot of strange terminology over there. Yeah. Um, it, we went over there when I was younger and hearing some guy tell me to get something out of his boot uh, i was like i'm no sir i'm, I'm not going in your boot i realized <laughs> it was his, his trunk he was talking about so. right but you know what trunk could also mean I, I i don't even want to try to guess you know junk in your trunk oh uh, uh, yeah okay i get i'm with you now yeah you got it you got yeah. it yeah <laughs> but yes it's uh, america's birthday at the Release of the episode, uh, there'll be plenty of people standing in line waiting for fireworks to go off, and then they can repeat it again 24 hours later, watching the 4th of July fireworks extravaganza at you know Magic Kingdom and Epcot. I don't know if the other parks do anything, but uh, maybe studios. I don't. I, we know Animal Kingdom does it, but uh, yeah, that's just one of those things where I, I just don't know if I could deal with the crowd. See, I wouldn't go into the park. I would love to go down there and camp out somewhere on. You know, maybe the beach of Polynesian or something where I could see it from afar. Right. And then get out of there and not have to deal with, you know, the throngs of people that will come pouring out of the park when it's done. So. Yeah. And I know that, like, the uh, as DVC members, we get access to the Top of the World Lounge in the Bay Lake Tower. Ooh, that would be cool. But they're having a private event and they're charging, I think, $250 a person to, to go. Yeah, that would not be cool. No, that's not. That's not cool at all. I mean, if you, <laughs> you'd be better off to buy you a, a meal over at the um, California Grill and just stand up there and watch. Yeah, exactly. It'd be much cheaper, and the you know the food is going to be excellent. Yeah, I want to go back there so bad. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those that I keep debating. I, I can't see either of my kids sitting through a meal up there. Right. Um, especially staying there long enough to and behaving long enough to catch the fireworks and all that. So, um, you know, maybe sometime if we go and my wife and I are able to, you know, sneak away for a meal or something, we'll go. But if not, it will be a while before we get to a chance to experience that again. Right. Um, you know, also sticking with the 4th of July is, uh, are you, are you a fan of, uh, the, uh, the, the electric water pageant on the water? Cause I mean, it's, you know, you get patriotic music going on there. I love the water pageant. Yes. It's, um, I, I don't always get to catch it, but if I'm somewhere around one of the marinas getting ready to catch a boat or something, I hear the water, I, I will stop. I'll, I'll miss a boat or two because I've got to watch it. So um, I, I love it. It's something I remember from my childhood and, you know, it's, it's just the, it, it was kind of like the, uh, main street electrical parade to me. You hear the music, it's kind of catchy. Yep. It takes you back to that, you know, when you were a kid and everything. So yeah, I'll sit there and, and, and watch it and let the boat go by and just catch the next, next one. What really got me was that was designed to be a one-off show for one night only. And it stuck around for almost 50 years now. It's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I knew. And honest, I mean, obviously, it wasn't meant to go this long because you can look at it and tell that it's dated. I mean, there's much newer technology that would right. look better. But yeah, I, I didn't know it was just a one-off show. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Just it's crazy to think that it was designed for one night only, and it just didn't didn't leave ever. Wow. I wonder if they really had like that many people requesting for it, or they just didn't catch it or something or maybe there was just that many people lined up along the shores watching it and they were like hey maybe we got something here yeah that's a good question i'm not sure i wonder if we could find out the answer or somebody can let us know where's um where's the beef yeah no i don't think that would help us um wonder if something like jim hill would not that jim hill listens to us but wonder if jim hill would know uh he he might know could reach out to him see what we can do somebody's got some friends that know somebody that knows somebody ask them that question let us know yeah please do all right so with that i'm going to throw it over to steve for the news if he's got news this week i'm not sure because we're recording it a week ahead of time but steve let us know if you got the news (laughs) sean i don't have the news Steve from Disney Diary here. This is What's News. With everything happening at Epcot, we have to wonder if Disney will be handing out hard hats when you enter the theme park come September. In addition to the entrance and parking area already torn up, this week we learn the next big phase of refurbishment work at Epcot will take place between Spaceship Earth and the World Showcase Promenade starting in September. This will mean that offerings at and around the Fountain of Nations, including the Fountain, will be temporarily relocated or closed. Now currently, the Leave a Legacy monoliths are being removed and the area is to be re-landscaped. But starting in September, the spine of Epcot will be closed. Here's what will be affected. The Art of Disney. It will operate temporarily from a new location and then permanently move to the Heritage Manor at the American Adventure. The Epcot character spot will be closed the characters sent to other locations around the park. Club Cool will also close and reopen in a new capacity at a future merchandise locations. Interventions East, gone, closed. 
Pin central. This will close while refurbishment is underway. The camera center. Well, the camera center will be closed and become the new home for the pin central. Electric umbrella. Well, the quick service restaurant will close in the winter. Fountain view featuring Starbucks will relocate to a temporary location. Mouse gear will also move to a temporary home this winter while its current location will be reimagined. And the Fountain of Nations, the huge fountain in between Mouse Gear and Fountain View, well, that will close on September 8th. In addition, on August 1st, O Canada, the Circle Vision 360 film in the Canada Pavilion, will be closing. This location will be used as a festival space for the 2019 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So let's put a lot of this in perspective. In addition to all of the closures in the spine, we know at least, at least, three new restaurants are coming. One in Japan, one in France, and the space-themed restaurant. Three pavilion revamps, which include uh, the new Experience Center in the Odyssey Events Pavilion, a new Play Pavilion, and the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Two illumination shows will be coming. One that's temporary, called Epcot Forever, uh, before the final one, a celebration of Disney Music debuts in 2020. There will be three new films, one in China, one in Canada, both of those are Circle Visions, and one coming to the Land Pavilion. And a major expansion of the France Pavilion with a Beauty and the Beast sing-along and Remy's Ratatouille adventure. And that's only what's been announced. There's a lot of speculation and shall we say rumors that have been circulating. We should get a better idea of the grander plans at D23 Expo at the end of August in Anaheim. In the meantime, keep that hard hat handy. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut. All right, we are back from break here. And so we, we've decided this week is... Oh, I didn't know, I didn't mention it was that uh, Keith was not here. Um, <laughs> if you haven't noticed by now. Yeah, if you haven't noticed by now, like, where's Keith? Where did he go? <laughs> so we're uh, Matt and I are recording it, this episode directly after last week's Fast Pass show. And just because 4th of July was coming up, I have people in the town, you have the holiday coming up, and I think Matt's going away. So They're locking me up. I'm going away. Yes. They're coming to take you away. Ha ha. <laughs> so I'm going to, we're going to, we decided to record an extra episode tonight, and because Keith is still missing, you know, it's probably an hour after the last time we were looking for him. He still hasn't shown up. Hopefully tomorrow he uh, comes on, he comes, comes back to Earth after the aliens bring it back and realize that there's not much they can else he could do to him and uh you know he'll join us possibly next week so we'll find out fingers crossed yes all right so this week on the show we're going to talk about uh we got a uh, a message from somebody on twitter and it comes from beyond the rim outer rim podcast it goes by outer rim podcast on twitter and that one of the questions they, they the question they had asked they were asking us that they said that they didn't have the opportunity to go through our backlog of catalog to find out um, to give us some Disney planning guidance for a future trip um, they said they were asking maybe you can give us some novice tips and tricks things to avoid get the most out of your visit etc we haven't been in a few years and going with a one year old in 2020 to Galaxy's Edge so I think as far as galaxies, a galaxy's edge goes, we can't really speak much of that because we haven't experienced it and it hasn't been opened up long enough yet. Well, it hasn't been opened at all in Disney World, but Disneyland, um, 
I think queuing system might be different than Disney World we're not sure yet so we can't really say too much on that but we can talk about other things because we Matt and I both like to save a little bit of money we like to visit Disney World and go back year after year if we can and we both have kids his might not really be his but we both have kids and you know, that's, that's at least saying something I think but uh I think that uh, one of the things is is that uh, with a year one year old is I don't come from I, you have to know your kid is that I we never felt that it was a need to take our kids back to the hotel for a break because my kids both slept in the stroller so that was never an issue and I know we've talked about that in in previous episodes but I think it depends on also what time of year you're going if you're going in the middle of July or August when like you see in the news like the the heat index is like 111 that might be one of those things where you do need to go back to the hotel room with a, a one-year-old to, to cool off you just wanted to uh just remember that that they overheat too you know they're not uh, they're not immune to that and they're actually probably a little more sensitive to it um, right. the heat's always going to be because i mean you can go in january or february and there'll be one random day where it goes from you know the mid 60s to you know lower 90s so you know just because you're not going in the summertime you still have to kind of plan for you know some type of heat relief or, or something with, with young kids with older kids i mean um you know keeping some type of a i know you can't take coolers now but if you've got some type of a a, a bag or something you can keep a cool towel or something in that will or nothing else just a towel that you can wet and one of the water fountains or a sink or something to kind of, you know, stymie the heat a little bit and give you a little bit of relief. Um, make sure you carry what, what my wife and I like to do is, you know, we'll buy a couple bottles of water and then we just refill. Um, you know, it's cheaper that way. You just right. hit the water fountain. It might not be the best tasting water in the world, but you know, um, all else fails. You just go get you a free cup of water and then use that to fill up your water bottle. So, um, you know, obviously that's probably the, the first and foremost thing you've got to keep in, in consideration when going down to Florida. You've also need to worry about just weather in general. Um, if you're going down anywhere around hurricane season, uh, I know right now, if you go, you have those summer storms that blow up every day, somewhere between, you know, one and three o'clock and they can last for 20 minutes. They can last for an hour and a half. So it's, it's just, it's Florida. It's unpredictable. Um, you got to prepare for the worst and uh, that kind of helps make the trip a little bit easier if you're prepared you know if you've got ponchos in the bag in case it starts raining or you know some people prefer to take a big umbrella to me I'd rather throw a rain jacket or a poncho on and just push on through the rain and keep going yeah that's a good point uh, another thing with uh, a one-year-old is going to be a stroller. You're going to want to bring a stroller. That's for sure. Whether you're bringing it from home or you're going to rent a stroller, I do not recommend renting a stroller from Disney. They are not going to yes. be comfortable at all. So you can certainly use our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. I highly recommend using them. I have used them several times myself. Um, a couple times I've got it uh, for free because we were sponsors. And other times I have paid for them. 
And I'm not just saying that the service is great just to say it because I have used it and I and I and I loved it. It's and I, it was a stroller that we used ourselves, the City Mini that was available. It's easy to fold up. Just pull on it and it folds up. You take it right onto the 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 bus or Uber or minivans, however you're going to travel, car. They're very easy to use and they recline and it holds plenty of things. You can. It's got a, a parent console. You could put drinks on there. You can stuff bags that you've purchased souvenirs underneath. So a stroller is going to be huge for you. You're definitely going to have that. It's, it's, it's going to be a lifesaver. The one thing with the strollers that neither one of us had to deal with is if you're taking your own, make sure you measure it because that yes. would probably be the worst thing is to show up at the gates and they're like, sorry, that can't come inside now. So now you're scrambling, you're trying to, you have to go rent one. It's going to push everything back and, you know, nothing's worse than showing up on your first day and, and ready to go to that first attraction and having a huge, you know, curveball thrown at you and you have to, you know, think on your feet and, and replan everything. So, you know, if you're taking your own the measurements or on the website, you know, make sure it's going to, you know, get through the gates before you go in or else it's going to be a really bad start to your trip. Yep. Um, something that we could probably talk about. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time with it, about it because Matt and I were literally just talking about this topic was um, getting a park hopper. Um, we're thinking about doing an episode on trying to figure out if it's worth doing. And I, I think we probably could pull off a full episode, but uh, uh, that's something you're going to have to try to decide whether you want to spend the extra money on a park hopper or not. It might come in handy to have a park hopper with a young kid, but if you have not been there in a while, I don't necessarily think you need it. Uh, I think you can get away with not having it, but that's just my opinion. So it's been a while for you. So take that with a little grain of salt. Yeah. Plus one thing you've got to think about with a, a young one, if you're park hopping, it's not like it's just, you know, you and a friend or you and your wife and you're just like, oh, let's just change parks and you jump on a bus and take off. You've kind of got to go through a little extra process with the little one that might might be folding down the stroller. It might be, you know, oh, they want to actually do this attraction and you got to steer them away from that. You're going to be in a, a little more of a, I guess, a delay, you can say, um, changing parks. So it might take a little bit longer to get over the other one. So it's you're looking at the app and hey there's nobody in this park well by the time you get everything out the door and onto the bus and into the park you're like oh okay well now the lines are long so right just take that in consideration yeah exactly uh i'm trying to think you know it's so funny just trying to think of things i mean there's so many things that like pop into your head but uh um you know choosing resort that's going to be another tough thing whether you want to spend yeah. the money it's you know for me we spend a lot of time at the magic kingdom so we like to stay in the magic kingdom resource but i'm dvc so I'm not really necessarily worried about cost, but when it comes to you know your your room, staying at a value is perfectly fine. Staying at a moderate is perfectly fine. The one thing that I would say if you're going to stay at like a uh, a value resort is you might want to pay for the rooms that are a little bit closer to the front, just because it's easier to get to food you may need you never know how late it's going to be and you might need something that you weren't planning on and it's not fun when you have to walk an extra five ten minutes to get something because your baby's screaming so um keep that in mind yeah another point when we went down in january it was just my wife and i but um we had ordered some groceries through um amazon prime and 
I wasn't that far away. Um, we stayed at Pop, but having to carry an armful of groceries and a case of water really makes yeah. you know that trip uh, you know twice as long as what it actually is. So, um, so yeah, taking consideration your room location—that's something you you can request. They might not actually you know honor it and guarantee that you can stay close, but you know that's you can request to be closer to the actual. Um, you know, central location, the, the resort and everything, um, ordering groceries that I was talking to somebody the other day who was debating about going down to Disney and they were asking, you know, how can we go and, and not spend a whole lot of money on food or whatever. And then that's what I told him. I was like, you order through Amazon and have them drop them off at the front desk. You go pick them up, you know, depending on what room you have, you might have a bigger refrigerator. You might have the ability to actually cook food in the room. If you're staying you know, somewhere with a suite or something like that, um, so that's definitely something to look into, especially with a one-year-old. You might run into a situation where, oh, we didn't pack enough diapers. We ran out of this food that she likes or, or whatever. So um, that's definitely an easy fix. You can call them and usually you can have it delivered pretty quickly to the front desk and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point because I've every trip that I've, I've gone on, except for I think the most recent trip because we had a rental car. That's right. We had a rental car is we would have our food delivered. We'd have my kids' snacks. Fruit is a big thing. My kids mm-hmm. love fruit. We spend more money on fruit than anything else. So that's good to have. We had milk delivered, water delivered, cases of water delivered. Water is huge, especially if you're in the summertime. Don't go to Disney and spend $3 or three fifty for a bottle of water. You can get it free in the parks here and there, any of the quick service places, but there's nothing better than having a nice cold bottle of water when you get back to your room or when you're getting ready to leave the room. So, yeah, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, and I also did find out if you were to order groceries, as long as it's not, you know, alcohol or someone has to be there and sign for it, the bellhop area, they do have refrigerated areas. So if you order milk or something and you're not at the room to pick up at that specific specific time you had it dropped off, they can keep it refrigerated whatever to when you get back you just yes. have to check with bellhop to, to pick everything up so yeah. and they will deliver to your room if you want as well yeah that's that's a good point they will do that as well yep um another tip would be i would certainly advise you to get to the parks before they open so if magic kingdoms open up opens up at nine shoot for eight thirty ish to get at the park if you are a morning person that way you can do a little bit more get on a couple more attractions you know you could uh you know maybe set your you you can work on a fast pass let's just say for example um you know you want to do seven dwarfs mine train so get a seven dwarfs mine train for nine o'clock between nine and ten and then you can go do peter pan with the baby and and there will be a you know a 10 minute wait so you go do peter pan maybe do um, Winnie the Pooh or something like that and you'll probably be in and out of both of those attractions in 30 minutes and then you can go do your um, fast pass for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and then after that is done you have another one for 10 o'clock for something else so maybe go do the Little Mermaid attraction right after you get off of uh, the Mine Train and then do your one for your 10 o'clock that you picked so try to get there before the park opens there'll be less crowd you have like a an hour, hour and a half to to get a few extra things done as opposed to what's like 
10.30 comes around, the whole mob is coming in because a lot of people don't want to get there from when the park opens. They like to sleep late. They want to rush around because it is vacation. So a lot of people don't do that. So just try to get to the parks early. You can take advantage of using Fast Pass more so in the Magic Kingdom than the other park. Yeah, I've always found... I've tried the whole scheduling Fast Passes later in the day, and for me, it just doesn't work out. I'm either wrong location you know i'll schedule for another park thinking i'm going to hop over in enough time and it just doesn't work out so i'm always one of those where i'll schedule them early early in the morning get them out of the way and that way i can start looking you know hey i might want to do this attraction so i'll just go ahead and reserve a fast pass later in the day so that seems to work out me for, for more for me obviously he's going to know more about his touring style um you also want to make sure with the kid you're going to know the routine so don't be one of those parents when it's nine o'clock at night, you've been in the park for all day, the kid's completely melting down and want to go out and you're upset with the kid because they're melting down. Well, you should have known better. I mean, if you know that this kid is normally in bed by seven o'clock, then make, you know, make some type of adjustment where you're out of the park and, and back and, and get the kid in the bed. You might have one that's, that's really cooperative and you can put it in the stroller and they're out and don't worry about it till you get back to the room. If you have that situation, I salute you, and you are one lucky person. I didn't. I didn't have that situation. We were, you know, out of the parks by eight eight thirty at the absolute latest um, to make sure my kids are, you know, in bed and everything, so they will be somewhat on good behavior for the next day. Right. Uh, food wise, a tip for like quick service food is that either. Shoot for 11 a.m. for quick service between 11 and 11.30. If they're open, maybe it's 11.30. Some of them don't open up until 11.30. Um, mm-hmm. Or after 1.30, 2 o'clock for quick service because between 12 and 1.30, that's like the the high point of lunch. And more even to 2 o'clock, it, it can be really busy. Is that... Uh, you know, especially if you have a, a, a child that's sleeping, you're going to want to bring him inside with air conditioning or, or whatnot. But uh, it's not fun when quick service is packed and you can't necessarily enjoy your food or you're waiting for a long, you're waiting on a long line. I know you have mobile order, which helps, but it's not fun when you're standing around looking for a table. So sometimes hitting it early or a little bit later on is your best option. Yeah, and, and similar to that, uh, a situation that my family ran into, we went right around I think it was um, not so scary Halloween party and we were like okay we'll get there early and then we'll go to Pecos Bills and eat and kind of time it so as soon as we get done is when they're opening everything for the Halloween party worst mistake ever because you got people trying to eat before they're going into the party you got people trying to eat before they close the park to the regular people it was an absolute madhouse so right. Uh, again, if you're going to do one of these times where when you're at a party or something's going on, um, wait until they've closed the park to the the normal ticket holders, and it's already started for the uh, you know the, the ticket holders for the actual party and everything. Wait until they do that whole changeover. Much easier, much less crowds. And again, we stood there and looked and looked and looked for tables and. You know, Pecos Bill is not the easiest place to get around when you're not carrying trays of food. Right. It's even worse when you're carrying trays of food. Yeah. Uh, let's see. More tips here um, off the top of my head is uh, definitely 
if you can do it is that um, try to do one day where you're not in the parks or or if you're planning on to do a Halloween or Christmas party is that uh, spend the day at the resort or um, spend the day checking out other resorts because it's interesting to especially like if you're staying at a value and you, you go over to let's just say the Polynesian for a meal at Ohana just for argument's sake it's fun to walk around that resort and see what the other resorts have to offer because so you're not staying there it's still fun to experience what it's like at some of these deluxe resorts take the time and walk around especially like in Epcot at the end of the night, maybe when Epcot closes, walk around the boardwalk area. It's a lot of fun. Don't be afraid to go try um, the ice cream at Ample Hills or go over to uh, Beach Club, the ice cream place there. Grab some ice cream. Don't You don't need to focus so much on the parks, per se, because it is a vacation. And try to see what's outside of the parks because you'll have a good time just walking around. Or the Disney Springs. I mean, Disney Springs, there's so much to do there. Um you could take, uh, you know, take the kid into one of the bars at Disney Springs, one of the lounges, and have a drink. You know, and your life doesn't end just because you have a a child. You know, if you have a good kid, you could take them and experience, you know, adult life to a degree. I mean, you're not going to go into a dance club, I don't think, unless you, you really want to. But uh, I wouldn't. I mean, you have a built-in wingman. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> But no, yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, my wife is, you know, my kids are, are older now, and uh, she still likes usually towards the middle of the trip having a, a day where we have nothing planned so, you know, the kids can kind of decompress and sleep in a little bit. And, right. You know, we'll, we'll hit the pool, if, you know, if they want to do that or if they're not interested in that, we'll, you know, go walk around Springs, like you said, you know, check out a couple of the uh, stores or whatever, um, hit hit a resort they they enjoy doing that try and pick like you're saying either somewhere along the uh, the monorail line or boardwalk so you got a couple different resorts and you can kind of hit them kind of quick and right you know look at the different um the way they're they're set up and everything and, and it kind of gives you an idea of you know next time if we come i might want to stay here or no nah, this is definitely not for me i don't want to stay here so it's kind of a way you can you know, scout for the future as well. So, yeah. Uh, another good tip would be that um, if you're going during one of like the food festivals, whether it's uh, food and wine or flower and garden, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you spend an afternoon or evening going from booth to booth and let that be your meal for the day. Yeah. It's all, it's fun to experience the little, the little plates. And it, it's nice when you're with, with, um, you know, a, uh, you know your cup and you can share meals so you can try more things you know you get a cup each gets a couple bites and you move on to the next thing it's a lot of fun experiencing that and you can enjoy you can enjoy epcot a lot more when you have that kind of pace avoid it on the weekends though don't go friday Jeez. and saturday and <laughs> most likely sunday because uh it's really crowded over the weekends monday through thursday is your best bet and I know this question was, you know, more or less for if they were going with a one-year-old. But uh, if you've got kids that are a little bit older than that, that you know, kind of look at the menus, kind of plan ahead. My wife and I didn't do that. Yeah, I we went that. with you guys, yeah. and 
you know, we get up there and quickly found out there's nothing at these booths that my kids are going to eat. Right. Um, so it quickly derailed everything because we had to go find food for them. And by the time we did that, we're like, we don't even want to mess with trying to get back in the lines with the booths and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it kind of threw a wrench in the whole plan and we, we missed out on it. I mean, we kind of regret not being able to, you know, sample some of the food and everything. So kind of plan ahead that way. Maybe feed the kids before you get there. So that way, if it's you know, lunchtime or whatever, you, they're already fed and, and dealt with and you can kind of just go through and sample whatever. And if they say, hey, I'm hungry, well then it's easier to find a, a snack or something for them than trying to you know, full blown meal to satisfy them at that point in time. Exactly, yeah. That's a good point. It's something that you, you forget about because you did experience that and run into that. So I forgot. Yeah, and, and, it, and they all have, like we're sitting there we're like, okay, they might eat macaroni and cheese and you're looking like, no, it's got blue cheese in it or they threw, yeah. they'll throw something, just a weird twist on it. Like, nope, they're not going to eat it because of that. So right. it, it's not as easy as you think, unless you've got kids that just don't care and they'll eat anything. Right. I don't. <laughs> right. Uh, I would say this is that, uh, you know, with a one-year-old, I would highly recommend doing a character meal, preferably a character breakfast. Um, you're not going to be paying for the baby. They can eat off your plate. Um, and usually the kids enjoy that. You know, whether you're doing Winnie the Pooh or let's just say Chef Mickey's, uh, one of the two, I think it's worth doing at that age. They'll enjoy it a lot. It's not cheap, but it is a great experience just just for you because you're going to remember, you know, taking the baby and, and them seeing Winnie the Pooh for the first time or Mickey Mouse, whatever it is. I would recommend doing one of the character meals. Yeah, I mean, they'll get a lot of kick out of that. You'll enjoy it just as much as they will with the interactions and everything. Uh, one thing that I I keep saying I need to look into this and I, I haven't. We went, um, see, my youngest was two, so... He didn't need a ticket for anything. We actually had done the dining plan. And, you know, he's not old enough, so he's not going to, they're not going to bring him food or whatever. He would just feed him off his plate. Well, we actually went into Via Napoli. I don't know if they still do this. I don't know if every restaurant did this, and this is the only one that mentioned it. But we told him he was two. He's, you know, everybody had the dining plan but him. They still gave him a meal. Right. Um, I, so, I, I mean, we didn't pay for it. They said, you know, he still gets a meal. So it, is, it doesn't hurt to at least ask. I mean, right. if you've got a kid that's it's around that age frame, um, if you're on the dining plan and just ask, you know, does he get a meal? Is it covered? Do we have to pay for it? Whatever. You might end up, you get a free meal out of it. So it, it like I said, never hurts. They can say no. And then you just go on about it and feed them off your plate. So at least ask about it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the one last thing that I'm going to bring up would be um, schedules. Is that throw it out the window? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's hard to keep a schedule. You know, if your kid sleeps from naps from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then again from 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. Just as an example, that's really hard to do in Disney because you're not going to you don't realize how much time you actually spend. Uh, waiting for a bus mm -hmm. to go to the park, to go to your hotel, whatever it's going to be. It's not easy unless you plan to, to Uber. Um, it's not easy. So schedules are a tough thing. You're just Sometimes you're just going to have to throw it out the window and um, just go with the flow. Here is my solution to that. 
if you have grandparents that you can um, <clears throat> sucker or talk into going with you, you can send them back with a kid to do nap time, and then you can just go to the parks. And when the kid wakes up, you know, hey, we'll meet you at so and so. Or, you know, if mom wants to take a break and go back with one or both grandparents, or if mom just wants to take a break and go back. Sometimes you have a spouse that's willing to say, sure, stay in the park. I'll take the kid back and we'll just meet up later. Right. Most of the times it doesn't happen. You need to go back with them, but, you know, might be an option. Uh, I think the most important thing is have fun, enjoy it, and, and live in the moment. Don't focus so much on schedules and fast passes and, and dining reservations. Try not to, to overload your schedule, per se. Live in the moment. Enjoy. You know, it's the first trip with your kid man it's something special that was the biggest adjustment i had to make um you know because i was used to going on my own and from the minute the park opened as long as and as hard as i could go until it closed you know hitting as many attractions as i can and finally my wife looked at me she's like you look this isn't fun you need to stop she's like we're not enjoying any of it we can't go at this pace anymore so you kind of have to change your whole plan of thought like you said, just just enjoy it. I mean, if, if you don't get to every single attraction, it's not that big a deal. They're not, well, they're not really going to go anywhere. They might, but who knows. Um, so just enjoy it. Have fun with the kids. Let them dictate everything and go from there. Exactly. Anything else, Matt? I think that's it, man. All right. Um, the other thing I'd say is that uh, if there's other questions that you have and – you know, you had, I don't know if you had 10 questions or something like that and felt that you wanted to come on and do an episode for something further, you know, hit us up and let us know. Maybe we could do something like that. But other than that, that's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers, to get your premium stroller and crib rentals at kingdomstrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check us out at redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. You can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at a channel Tiki Talk, Instagram, and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline at 256-4MY-TIKI. That is 256-469-8454. If you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. Tunes. You can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I M Disney Dream. MouseProVacations.com and MousePros.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram at mholly 579 Twitter is Matt Goes Dopey. I'm still on 24 followers. Somebody come do number 25 for me. Yes, you may follow Keith at. Uh, I think I've been sick for a very long time, <laughs> and I don't know where I am. Ooh, you know, he's a lot of sites going on, but yeah, you can find him. I want to thank Steve for the news. You can check out Steve at DisneyDiary.com for all your Disney news. Most importantly, Alan, take it away. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by KingdomStrollers.com for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.